0: You guys, it's got speed, it's got racing, it's got everything you could want, and that's why Speed Racer is the best movie ever made. Okay, you can get back to talking about skateboarding now. So, we're watching a lot of things that are like popular in the West, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're watching the stuff that kind of breaks out into the West. A lot of this is like critically acclaimed in some way. Uh-huh. Grandmaster is an award-winning film. Ip Man is popular around these parts. Of the world, yep. stuff like a hard boiled John Woo is a celebrated director, an action movie director. Jackie Chan is obviously Jackie Chan, of course. Um, there's this other side, the this other thing that it's, that we kind of should talk about, where like movies in Hong Kong are. It, it's not just all of this kind of like really explosive stuff or this like critically acclaimed stuff a lot of it is like this one of these like really efficient film factories kind of the way that the US that the, like, the golden years of Hollywood were when we were kicking out like film noir after film noir after film noir after film noir mm-hmm. and like romantic comedy after romantic comedy after romantic comedy after romantic comedy right. this sort of like factory system and that exists in Hong Kong just like it exists in every other like major international film city uh, film industry Um, so you get a lot of things that are just made overnight. They're kind of cheap. A lot of them are riffing off of existing pop culture devices. I think there were like a ton of movies Mm -hmm. that were just about Bruce Lee clones alone. (laughs) Um, and we watched one of these, but we watched one that also has sort of a cult following in the U S Oh,
1: I wasn't aware of this.
0: Yeah. I didn't either. I wasn't either until I started like poking into it a little bit and I realized, oh man, this is like a. This is one of those hollowed, bad movie kind of movies. Um, We watched Future Cops, Mm -hmm. which sounds innocuous on its own, but is really the, it's like a high school comedy that is also a Street Fighter movie that is also referencing, like, a bunch of other stuff like Goku from Dragon Ball Z is there. It's like mm-hmm. a bunch of Doraemon plot points. It's like, oh. uh, I don't Mario's know. there. Mario is there. They Mario almost has sex while there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Future Cops. It's like this goofy. It's like this. It's this cheap comedy made, I think, in the early '90s by this director Wong Jing, who's like well-known for these kinds of cheap movies that are Uh usually comedies. He's usually good at being like the sufficient filmmaker, kicking this crap out. Um, And yeah, so this (laughs) is the Street Fighter movie. What'd you think of the Street Fighter movie, Christian? Fascinating, Michael.
1: Fascinated by all of it. Very intrigued by whatever it was I watched that was called Future Cops. (laughs) It was really Uh, weird how it seemed like a high school comedy masquerading as a weird sci-fi futuristic action movie thing which is how it starts for like the first two minutes and how it ends for like the last 30 seconds
0: yeah fascinating is like flash gordon yes but then it's not flash gordon it's high school comedy <laughs> and they're like <laughs> talking about dating and courtship and stuff only you have one character who's very much supposed to be guile <laughs> And the one who's Vega and then not Ryu because Ryu's like the judge's son or something. So he doesn't have to go back in time. Of course. And he does a little like the little like innocent wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Ken's there. And then but Ken's the bad guy. And yeah, they're trying to save the general who is really M. Bison. And Yeah. It's like there's a Terminator plot happening, but also... Yeah.
1: Is that... Because you said this is like the Street Fighter movie. Was that a thing? Was, this isn't an officially licensed Street
0: Fighter movie, is it? Absolutely not.
1: Okay. Okay. So they're trying to play fast and loose to sneak that Street Fighter stuff in there? Yes, I think so. Weird. Because it's, it's pretty overt.
0: <laughs> oh, it's very overt. Like, more than anything, this is, the, this is a Street Fighter comedy
1: Weird.
0: Um, And it's so bizarre because then you get these set up where you get Street Fighter characters trying to infiltrate (laughs) this high school. (laughs) So Guile becomes a teacher who sings Canto Pop at Teenagers. And then Vega doesn't have his mask anymore for whatever reason. (laughs) And he's just the cool kid or something. (laughs) But then Ken infiltrates the school as well. Mm -hmm. And he's a teacher as well. And he's injecting people with baby serum. (laughs) It's very weird. I think it's interesting as, like, this sort of, like, if you were to fit into the factory mold kind of a filmmaking, it's like, here's a bunch of things you might recognize, and it's our excuse for this cheap comedy Uh, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the comedy, I thought, worked.
1: Mm, I like the spinning bicycle kicks, Michael. I did
0: too. <laughs> the, the helicopter stuff. Yes. The, the like. Wee, 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 wee. Oh yes. Uh, after they turn the main character's sister into Chun Li, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she has like the 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 the, um, the Terminator transformation thing. Yes oh my mm. goodness mm. i think kind there's a crazy. scene
1: where they're like i don't remember exactly what it was but one of those action scenes towards the end they're like throwing punches or kicks or something and the other one's blocking them something like that i'm pretty sure i've seen that as a gift somewhere or something
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that okay i'm glad you kind of brought that stuff up um uh, i think there are some things this movie does well yeah. cool. yes I there's this sequence where they're like running and punching at each other, yeah. And obviously they're just flailing flailing their arms and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's like ridiculous. But the way it looked, like the way it was filmed, it was this very kinetic, yeah, dynamic movement. And I thought like that was genuinely really smart. Yeah, well done. I think the framing for a lot of this movie is pretty well filmed honestly which is crazy considering <laughs> how it's a this this cheap it's this cheap crap yeah. intended to sell tickets for people who want to see uh, uh, Chun-Li <laughs> Bicycle Kick and Bison um yeah great stuff. I don't know weird movie
1: it was such a tonal shift from all the other movies except for maybe Kung Fu Hustle that it just felt like a breath of fresh air it was like ah yeah. oh, this is probably what 90% of movies
0: are like yeah <laughs> uh yeah it maybe kind of miss just like goofy slapsticky comedy too in a way yeah yeah and like, i feel like we don't get stuff no. like this anymore and i think some of that's maybe not a bad thing yeah if like the the reference point in the us is like scary movie or like oh sure <clears throat> Like disaster movie and stuff for three hundred, or Meet the Spartans. Mm -hmm. Like these aren't necessarily good movies, but I kind of miss this really over-the-toppy kind of slapstick comedy. Sure, yeah. Because I feel like we don't get really get that as much anymore. Like, yeah, I can't think of a good example in the past. In the past, like five years or anything of of like an equivalent in the U.S. or in Western media. Um, Just watch the Netflix Adam Sandler movies, Michael. You're golden. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're right. Okay, (laughs) never mind. Yep. I spoke too soon. (laughs) I haven't seen Uh, any of them. They're probably phenomenal, huh? One of those movies were filmed while... my my uh, significant other and I were visiting Marblehead at one point in Massachusetts. <gasps> yes, at the same time that they were filming *Hubie Halloween*, oh. so they had, like closed off Main Street and dressed it up like like uh, a uh, Halloween and stuff. Even though it was like the middle of July, no way. <laughs> that would have been so cool to see. Yeah, like we were going into stores and stuff, and people were like, "Hey, did you see Kevin James around? <laughs> Adam Sandler's in town. He really loves Marblehead." And it was like, you know what? You guys deserve this point of pride. Yeah, you know what? That's fine.
1: Whoa. That's insane. It was, yeah. That's your brush with fame,
0: Michael. It is. It's the closest I've ever gotten to Hollywood. I was in the same town as Kevin James. Dude. Once. Paul Blart in The Flash. I know. He was apparently playing the sheriff. So he was even (laughs) in, like, cop mode. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, any thoughts on Future Cop? Kind of like a, it, it, it kind of like it, once it's done, it's done kind of thing.
1: Yeah. <coughs> yeah, they um, they mop the floor with the guy's head, and it's clearly a mannequin when they're showing yeah. him mop the floor. Pretty fun.
0: They really commit to the explosions in this movie. Oh, they do. That's a nice thing I can say about they it. They do, Absolutely. Like, when, when they blow up a hallway in the school and shatter glass all over the outside, <laughs> that happens. And and honestly, it's, like, better edited than a lot of, like, American blockbusters. That yeah. Are sort of these cheaply made action oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, the part where they blow up a couple police cars. Oh, that's right. Yes. Like, the way it's put together, you don't get this, like, cut... There's the explosion starting again, then cut to another angle. There's the explosion starting again. And people, like, jumping in different ways. It's like this fluid cut of this crazy big explosion.
1: Yes. You're absolutely right, Michael. Yeah. And I was, like, flabbergasted. I was like, they're showing this? That must have been half the budget. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's interesting, too, that um, the director is known for, like... He's known for, like, these factory movies, and he's probably worked with pretty much everyone who's everyone in Hong Kong. So, like, every movie we watched, the main character in those movies, I think, had done a movie with, with the same guy at one point or another. Really? So, there's a bunch of Stephen Chow movies with him. No, way. Tony Lung's in at least one of them. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's in a couple of uh, At least one of them, oh. I think.
1: Oh. Chow Yun-Fat's in at least Multiverse? one of them. Multiverse?
0: Sure. And this one, Andy Lau, I believe, is in Future Cops. I forget. Oh, I think he plays Vega. Really? And we watched another movie with Andy Lau.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: and also with Tony Lung again. Mm-hmm. Uh The Departed! <gasps> oh
1: <clears throat> I've never seen The Departed. But okay. I have seen Infernal
0: Affairs. Okay. Whew. You had me worried there. Oh. I'm a little worried there. Is this the premise of The Departed? Yeah, this what? is The Departed. Yeah. I didn't so know the that. So The Departed is basically this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, no. With a little more, with like another half hour thrown in to kind of build out some of the character work. and I have to watch The Departed. I really like The Departed, Christian. I think you should watch The Departed.
1: What the heck? I didn't know that because I was like, Infernal Affairs, this is an ingenious idea.
0: Okay, okay, that's cr- okay. So I had never s- seen this movie before, yeah. but I had seen The Departed a bunch. Which The Departed is Martin Scorsese adapting Infernal Affairs. Really? Um,
1: Whoa! <clears throat> you
0: just makes it a little my third weirder, here, Michael. He makes it a little weirder. Okay. Jack Ni- gives makes this Jack Nicholson character who has a little more character in, in The Departed, and uh, then. Adds, a, I think he he adds a little more time, so you you round out the characters a little more. Okay, sure, um, sure. But it's like beat for beat. Really, it, he's pulling. He's pulling from this movie, like the, a lot of the same big moments that happen in Infernal Affairs happen in The Departed. Really, to a T. um, <clears throat> which is which was crazy for me seeing this because to me it's like, sure. Oh, I remember this from The Departed. Oh, and I and I wonder whether or not my opinion of Infernal Affairs would have been different without that sort of
1: interesting
0: backdrop and i had a hard time sort of divorcing the departed from this movie which is unfair to infernal affairs but yeah um that's why i'm curious to hear what you think because this sounds like your first time with this sort of with this movie
1: yeah i don't don't know michael now i'm scared that i might have ruined my the departed viewing for myself but i thought that it was just an ingenious idea the idea that you've got two undercover people one's undercover cop being a mobster one's the undercover mobster being a cop ingenious and there's like a scene like a, i don't know like a 20 minute stretch where it's just great towards the beginning where they're like they're like dueling each other undercover, doing some Morse code here, doing some taps mm-hmm. there, listening into the radio, sending a text off, but trying to skim it underneath all of the police surveillance stuff, sending out a mass text to everyone in the area so that the big mob boss knows to get out of there and what's going on. Just great stuff, Mike. Like, it's just a winning idea, so much so that if you just handle it well, it's an automatic win, and I was very pleasant, pleasantly surprised to see that they handled it very well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Again, my my only issue is like it's it's to me. I've seen this already because a lot of that sure. that sequence, especially in the beginning, is adapted directly in The Departed. Is it? Um, I might yeah. actually
1: really like to see that again, Michael, because I was loving it. It's,
0: yeah, I think it's a little more interesting in Infernal Affairs though, because I think there's really you know, where he's he's doing the the um the Morse code, yeah. and stuff, yeah. That's so cool, and like, they Great. they have these little moments to kind of add tension to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when he realizes someone is ratting on the mob's gun deal, yes, through Morse code, he starts looking for transceivers, and he breaks the one guy's calves. Mm-hmm. And you are like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Is this the moment? Branching no. it up, yeah, it's like these cool, like, like things like that. It's it's really a very clever movie and a clever idea for a movie. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I liked I liked Infernal Affairs. Yeah, I didn't love it, and I think the reason part of the reason was because it was. I don't know. A lot of the I think the big moments were kind of lost or were kind of diluted for me because I've seen this kind of I've seen this in, movie before. Sure. In the West, um, and I didn't care for some of the uh stuff outside of the outside of the 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 these high stakes moments, right, I don't right. feel like there's as much of us sitting down with with either tony Lung's character or Andy Lau's character, yeah to really get a feel for them as people you get andy Lau with his andy lau's uh mole, yep, and he's got an apartment he's got his wife who's like a novelist, I think at some yep. point or that sounds right yep, yep. yeah. <laughs> But you don't really feel like that, that that doesn't really breathe as much. I don't think it doesn't really feel like this is a character outside of this, this crime drama. Yeah. And the same is for Tony lungs sort of undercover cop with the exception that you do get like little glimpses of him also being an addict in some kind of way. And yeah, you know, clearly struggling with this, this position he's in.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. They, they really just jump into things like right away And I was very kind of discombobulated in the first like 10 minutes. I was like, what is happening? There's just like stuff flashing all over the place, which I guess was a setup that both of those, both of the our main characters were in the police academy, I think, close to the same time. And then one of them went off to be the undercover mobster. And then the other one stayed in the police academy to be the undercover mole for the mafia and we don't get a lot of time with them to like understand kind of who they are, or what they were doing. You get a couple of small setup scenes, but it's before I actually understood what was going on or who they were. And then we get the record store scene where they first meet each other. And that was still yeah. before I completely understood who these characters were and what was going on. So that all of that kind of was lost on me by the time we were actually with these characters and understanding what they were doing.
0: Yeah. The, uh, I'm curious what, so this was one of the ones that you had picked off after, picked up after the initial like mm-hmm. group of films we were talking about doing. Mm-hmm. So what, what brought you to wanting to do Infernal Affairs?
1: Uh, I go to the Google.com and I type in right. best Hong Kong movies. And then I how hit you, enter. How you spell that? Um, B e
0: Yes. Nailed T- it. C-T. Oh, okay. Autocomplete will uh, take
1: care of the rest. And then I think be... I picked like number two on the list or something. And then okay. there it was. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Would you say this is one of the best Hong Kong
0: films of all time? I wouldn't go that far, but I don't know. I do like it. I enjoyed it. It Yeah. It's, it's a fun cop drama. Maybe
1: don't watch the departed before watching this movie or understand going in that it's just the departed again, I guess. Yeah. I'm curious what my experience of the departed will be then, Michael. I assume it, doesn't have the same character problems that I had with this movie.
0: If we There's get a more time more, with them. You, spend, you do get a little more time with them, and it's a question then as to whether or not that time is worth it. Uh-huh. And How long is that movie? I think it's a little longer than this one. Okay. Another half hour longer than this half one. Half hour. Um,
1: Scorsese, it, the Irishman.
0: And then he ends it, so the way Infernal Affairs ends, uh, it opens the door for sequels, which there are two sequels to Infernal Affairs, and Scorsese pretty bluntly closes the door, there being any kind of a a sequel. He changes the ending a little bit.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, Um, cool.
0: I love the way the original, I love the way The Departed ends and sort of closes the door on that. Yeah. Um, Other people do not. Interesting
1: what what why is it that they don't like it cuz it's too definitive or something
0: uh there's a shot of a rat on a <laughs> on like a windowsill or something oh, okay okay and it's like so sure, stupidly sure, sure. obvious it's like oh ho oh, oh, ho the rat who they got the rat yeah. the, the rat being the guy who's who's telling on them yeah 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 and it's like this is some people think it's silly i for one like the rat but Ooh. they also they they add one more character who sort of ties things up pretty abruptly at the very end. I gotcha. In a way that I think is played well and I liked, but um, Hmm. probably Mark Wahlberg's best role.
1: Wow. Better than The Last Duel?
0: Is Mark Wahlberg in The Last Duel? I'm sorry.
1: I got Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. They're pretty much the
0: same person. Better than Mark Uh, Wahlberg in The Happening? (laughs) Yeah. Even better than Mark Wahlberg in the Transformers sequel, The Last Night? No is that a Transformers sequel?
1: I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of them. Is that, that
0: one of them? Okay. Yeah. I think it's like the first post uh I can't trilogy or something. Peanut butter Falcon guy, I can't think of his mm, name. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah, the first one without Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Was, they switched to Mark Wahlberg that's being right. a protective daddy.
1: That's right.
0: Um anyway. Oh, well wow. yeah. I got that to look forward to. Thanks
1: for the heads up on that uh, Departed, Michael.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I it, would say watch The Departed at least once. It always yeah.
1: intimidated me because it's like those big Scorsese movies where there's just so much clout behind them and then I feel intimidated. And I'm like, I don't know if yeah. i want to watch that. I didn't feel like there's so much pressure on the outside. Like, you have to like this movie. This is one of the Christian, greatest movies ever.
0: Kristen, you're allowed to not like The Departed. I'm giving you permission to Thank not you. like The Departed. You, you're okay. That probably,
1: hearing that, Will definitely help me like it more. Thank you, Michael.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting that you kind of bring that up because I feel like film like conversations about movies are so toxic now. It's so weird to me. People are just so defensive about the things they like, and I don't know.
1: Uh Oh, I'll try to stay off letterboxed. I promise.
0: I don't know. I feel like were you a Star Wars fan at one point? Oh, absolutely, Michael. You love all of those arguments. You you've had the I think you've gone through the worst of it. I think you're okay. Good, you're good, good,
1: good. 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 Made it out of the woods. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. So, what do we got left here? We got a couple more movies, right? I think so. Did we I talk got a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, I was not able to watch the uh, H- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
2: Yeah, uh, but you've seen, seen it, it? Befo-
0: Yeah, I have seen it before. This seems I liked like it.
1: the. Well, maybe not the. But I have definitely heard of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon before, <laughs> and
0: I am as white as they come. Yeah. I think it's because it was one of the... It, it crossed over into the West in a big way. It like won... I forget which Academy Award it won. Yeah. I mean, it was nominated for a bunch of the big awards. It was... I think it was really kind of talked up a lot here in the West. So yeah. it's a lot of people's like first big... Probably their first big Wu Xia film. Do you Wu Xia have... being like that—that that magical Chinese.
1: Uh, sure, sure, sure.
0: Warrior kind of movies. Do
1: you have any idea what facilitated
0: that? Why it crossed over so? Yeah. Well? No, I don't. I mean, it looks like it was. <sighs> I'm looking at the, at the production credits now. I don't know sure. why it crossed over so well. Yeah. Uh, it definitely toured all over the awards. Yeah. The the award season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nominated for best picture at the Academy Awards. Jeez, really? And won best foreign language, best art direction, best original score and best cinematography. Woohoo, talk about a slap to the face of the established media world. Am I right? <laughs> uh, Thanks, uh, Ang Lee. But yeah, no, it's like, I think it's just one of the first big one, big kind of crossover movies. And then I think a bunch of people parodied it immediately afterwards in the West. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think this is sort of like set the stage for stuff like, uh, what, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, just these kind of like, just this, just a bunch of like, I, I'm pretty much every time you watch the cartoon as a kid and they included some reference to a, a wire foo. Yeah. Kind of like. <laughs> kung fu movie i think they're probably thinking (laughs) crouching tiger sure Um, sure maybe they're thinking it's sequel crouching tiger in dragon the jade sword or something what Uh, this movie has a sequel i don't know if that's yeah it's straight to netflix what the uh was ang lee behind it at all crouching tiger hidden dragon sword of destiny oh Mostly features a new cast, including Donnie Yen of Ip Man fame. Woo! Dude's getting and work. And Michelle Yeoh comes back. Woo! <clears throat> it was not shown in theaters and distributed via the video streaming service Netflix, which is where I saw it was an option and did not watch it. How recently um, did that come out? <clears throat> it came out in, like, 2016. Okay. okay. Weird. It's fairly recent. Weird. Which is weird to think about because that's like, what, 15 years after the first one?
1: Oof, yeah, when you put it that way.
0: Um, what'd you think of Crouching Tiger, though?
1: I liked it. I liked it. I liked how it's a story that centers around, uh, you know, young adult woman coming of age, attaining freedom, kind of made it feel very unique compared to the other yeah. films. And probably, especially for the year 2000, was probably <laughs> kind of trailblazing at that time. Yeah. I have no idea, but it seems like it probably was. Uh, neat fight scenes, but the wire stuff really, really screwed with me. I was yeah. not, it, it kept taking me out. It kept taking me out of like the fight scenes. Cause it's like very grounded. It's just people walking around, talking to each other, talking about stuff. They're just talking about how great things are where they're at. Or how bad things are, and the lady's got to, she's got to marry someone who she's not sure about, and then we have a 30-minute flashback sequence where she actually falls in love Mm -hmm. with a guy who makes some untoward advances, but it's okay because she wanted it in the end. (laughs) And then, and then people are flying around on wires! They're like, whenever a fight scene starts, there's like, they're just like flying. (laughs) It's just, go! yeah but Like towards the end of the movie, they're just like flying over trees, and it's stressing me out. I'm like, why, why did you make these people fly? Because you're having to, you're having to pull these wires over these trees, and that seems dangerous. And it looks like clumsy, like people bouncing on tree branches. It stressed me yeah. out. What, what do you think, Michael? It,
0: but I kind of dug it. Yes, I was into it. Yes, you like I the felt, wire work? I love the wire work. I like wire. I think it's like, yeah, I, I like the wire work a lot. Um it's unique. It has it's it's like its own thing, right? Um, kind of accepting it as like sort of a part of this this world, yeah. That that people have can control their chi or whatever the the justification here is yeah. to like prance into the air and and stuff. Yeah, it's fine because so much of I don't know. It wasn't as jarring to me. I know it's jarring to some people. I think Tucker and I had this conversation. Oh, back during the Ace of the really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was this conversation? I think he just, it was the same thing. It's like the, the wire fu stuff. Yeah. That was really, really strange. A little out of, out of, out of step with the more grounded, um, yeah. things that were happening. Right, right. Um.
1: There's like a horseback chase and it has main character lady and she could just fly. She doesn't need that
0: horse. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the horse stuff. Um the fighting i really love in this movie yeah there's some really great fighting very very i feel like time. so much of this podcast is going to be us saying the fighting in yeah. this movie is really cool <laughs> but like the fighting in crouching tiger was really cool it is yeah yeah the the scene i think it's it's uh i can't think of the main characters uh, the main character the actress playing the main character but michelle Yeoh's character is there as well yeah. and they're like fighting with different weapons in the middle of this dude like this dojo mm mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. or arena yes like that's it's so cool it's such a cool fight oh yeah
1: she's just grabbing all kinds of weapons
0: and they're all breaking but she's still trying uh i don't know good movie i enjoyed that movie so i'm glad you it sounds like you kind of liked it oh yeah i did
1: like it yeah yeah it's just the wire stuff is like whoa what are we what's what's going on here very very confused like there's a scene towards the beginning where the character has to like literally yank the other character down onto the ground to keep them from flying away.
0: <laughs> yeah. It
1: was like, thank you. Keep them on the ground. I want to see more cool fighting.
0: Yeah. I feel like the, the, the wire stuff is probably most, is probably the, the steepest barrier for, for people yeah. getting into this movie in the West. Yeah, Maybe a second that watch. In subtitle that in subtitles, but, um, Oh,
1: sure. Sure. <clears throat> Maybe a second watch going in, knowing what it is. I can appreciate the wire work a little more. And the fact that at the end of the movie, she throws herself off a cliff, which implies self-sacrifice, but she could just fly. Yeah.
0: Um, I I was really excited to actually sit down and rewatch this movie, and I'm I'm probably going to once this podcast is done, or at least sometime soon. Yeah. Because I do enjoy this movie. Um,
1: Conceptually, I also really like it a lot. I like how it starts with... um, Like a guy coming back from martial arts training and being like, yep, didn't work out. Don't think I'm going to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is like the exact opposite of how one of these, I'd imagine one of these movies starting where he comes back and he's mastered the training and he's ready to beat up some dudes, but he barely beats up dudes.
0: Yeah. The, uh, um, in general, I kind of like this sort of world where you have this, this blend of, of sort of like historical realism and then this fantasy yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, that was one of the things that kind of appealed to me about it. It was like, okay, we're, we're doing the normal, like, dynastic China stuff, except with mystical weapons and master kung fu artists mm-hmm. who can, like, float through the air and fight ninjas in the air.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I was into that, so.
1: Directed by Ang Lee, who's similar to Jambu, has a very interesting, like, western-eastern hybrid career
0: yeah have you have you seen any other big Ang Lee movies there chris zero
1: i haven't even seen oh wait 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 i've seen the incredible hulk or i'm sorry hulk 2003 yeah hulk, hulk.
0: you haven't seen uh <clears throat> <clears throat> you never saw the hit film starring Will Smith? <gasps> no
1: in 120 Gemini frames I'm per in? second dude yeah no never have i uh, ever
0: kind of a weird movie if you ever if you're ever bored i wouldn't recommend it out of the gate but like it was one of those things i caught it while i was on tv one time oh, it's really? like, kind of interesting <laughs> that's great like that's the that's the thing i could say about Ang Lee's movies is that they're mostly kind of interesting yeah um obviously life of pi Brokeback mountain right the crazy comic book hulk yeah which maybe wasn't good but was i think more interesting than a lot of
1: just fascinating Fascinating that this yeah. man's career brought him to all those pit stops.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for a recommendation... Yes? I think Lust Caution.
1: Lust Caution? 2007?
0: Yes. It's <gasps> a spy movie. Ooh! Pretty cool. I liked it. Ooh. Thank you for this. Don't watch it with Mama and Papa around. Okay. But, Mom, uh,
1: don't get the camera.
0: <laughs> oh, <No>, Mom. <Ma. laughs> uh... Oh, I didn't want popcorn. <laughs> um I just it's a it's a it's I think billed is an erotic thriller. Ooh, um okay, okay it's a really cool I think it's a really cool spy movie. It's another one of these historical fiction movies set during the Japanese occupation. Um but oh. it's it's you've got a woman who is who with a couple other people are trying to get close to this businessman played by Tony Long. Of course. Um to assassinate him sort of as a part of the resistance because this guy is a collaborator with the Japanese Ah! and it becomes this, it becomes a spy game bridge of spies, <laughs> Tom Hanks, <laughs> uh, no Tom Hanks here though. Crap. Sorry. Um, next
1: best thing, Tony long.
0: Do we have, what's, what's the, our last, do we have, we have one more movie, right? Unless my counts wrong. You are correct. Okay. So the last movie I guess that we're going to talk about is Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Um this is one of my favorite movies ever. Ooh, made in first
1: this seems like I, the perfect movie to watch with a group of bros.
0: Yeah. I mean that's how I watched it the first Ooh. time too. They were like you have to see this thing and I was not excited, <laughs> but there's like it's so over the top at times. Like there's parts of this movie that are good, like genuinely decent Kung Fu movie stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there are parts of it that are really goofy and over the top. Um, the stuff like the, the, when she chases down the, uh, the main character, yeah. the, road the, the style? landlady chase. Yeah. The, you get the Roadrunner chase. You've got the one guy who turns into a frog. <laughs> Um there's some fantastic like just physical comedy that goes on throughout this movie. Oh, absolutely. Um it's, it's so much of it feels like a loving reference at the same time is just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. What do you think what do you think of Kung Fu Hustle, Christian? Dude,
1: I I had such it was like culture shock to begin with. I was trying to understand what I was watching. Because I yeah. don't know if I have seen anything quite like this. I don't know if it, it's probably toned directorial style. Like it's not. It's a live action cartoon, but yeah. also like not. Maybe not super duper for kids. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know if I'd show it to my kids. Maybe maybe yeah. if they're a little older. There's there's weird stuff going on. There's axe murdering gang to begin with yeah and the that first opening scene i was trying to understand what the heck was going on because i thought that it was a setup for like a movie within the movie i thought we'd like pan out and the director says cut all right wrap it up and then we actually go to the real movie so even they even like rep they even call out a movie theater that's across the street and they're like nobody watches those things anymore and i thought it was all going to be in a movie inside the movie but no no it's just it's just a live action cartoon and we're going with it we're going to pigsty village and we're going to meet all the crazy wacky characters that are there
0: the aggressively infeminate or feminine uh <laughs> martial arts master <laughs> kind of offensive um but like the other i just it's to me i think there's this like this balancing act that this movie does sure where it is both i think this kind of cartoonish film this like this 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 cartoonish comedy and yeah. parody and also a very genuine sincere uh, yeah. i think a very sincere sort of for lack of a better term love term love letter to a lot of like hong kong movies uh-huh. and, and martial arts movies and stuff and that's sort of the stephen chow thing that's the director here and he plays the main character um, yes. He's done this before, like Shaolin Soccer*, yes. uh, *God of Cookery and stuff. It's kind of his thing, and this is like his main, like this is his like, like considered his opus, his, his magnum opus, his masterpiece. Um,
1: Fascinating.
0: Of that, and it's just it's the way it sort of balances that tonally. I think is great because so much of this is like it's so over the top, but at the same time, they make the threats feel so grounded and so. Like like the conflict feels like a genuine conflict at the same time that you're getting these like yeah these insane goofy fight sequences with the, the axe game versus the three masters. Um, well, yeah, just it's it's a fun. I I don't know. I think this movie is fantastic. I love this movie to death. Um, I, I'm I'm curious. I guess I don't know. Would a uh, how do you feel about this thing as a complete package now that you've you've been able to experience it?
1: I also liked it, Michael. Crazy, okay. crazy, crazy movie. I maybe wasn't. I don't the the main plot. Whether Stephen Chow wants to be a bad guy, so he's talking about like who can I rob, who can I beat up, who can I be mm-hmm. mean to, and then he finds. Uh, uh, does he?
0: Does he try to steal someone's candy?
1: Yes, yes, I think okay. so. I think that sounds okay. right. Yep. And then there's like okay. the lady who he robs her stand or whatever and then i was like okay i see where this is going because i got we got flashback to him getting peed on as a little (laughs) boy i see where this is going and it's just so weird like he's such a scumbag for such such a long time and then he becomes gandalf the white and all is forgiven and he rides off into the sunset with a candy store heck yeah yeah
0: yeah he learns the Buddha's poem Christian it's more than just Gandalf. it's the Buddha's palm, yes the
1: Buddha's palm. He goes very high in the sky, Michael to beat frogman,
0: yeah, Frog and, Man. yeah. <laughs> you need to beat frogman um, i I don't know finding out I, that
1: he was the director after the fact only made it even more amusing to me,
0: yeah, hilarious it's like meta in its own way in that in that regard totally i think he seems self-aware
1: of it in a way that i really appreciate where like yeah some other filmmakers probably aren't like neil breen for example or stuff like that
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i mean he just seems like he neil breen get out of here um it just seems like he like the thing that stood out to me is that so much of this feels like 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 feels as though he loves this movie. Yeah, He loves movies in general, and this is in a way kind of about that. Because so much of, and this maybe takes a little bit of like a a background knowledge, so much of like kung fu movies are, you have like the the schlub who picks up some mystical art, like Buddha's palm. Sure. I think there might actually be a Buddha's palm somewhere in the (laughs) film canon. Um, And then becomes this enlightened leader there's like some kind of like turn like this enlightened figure after there's some kind of like character shift maybe he's a bad guy and then becomes a good guy and this is his redemption arc or something like that is such a trope yeah and then this movie is like what if we did that but not only is he a schlub he's also an idiot (laughs) and just and and then i don't know it just it felt like a genuine sort of like we're going to make fun of this, but it's we're going to make fun of this as in a way that like clearly respects the the text and clearly enjoys the text Aww. and I don't know like that spoke to me. It felt like a movie made by people who love movies. Yeah, and I like that a lot.
1: I was trying to think of a movie Michael, that I've seen that came closest to this one when it came to mm-hmm. tone and feel. Because I said that I had never, I I've never seen anything like this before. I don't watch a lot of movies. I've never seen anything like Kung Fu Hustle. The closest analogue I could think of was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's not
0: a bad analogue, I don't think. You
1: think that movie's anything like this one?
0: <clears throat> kind of. I think that Edgar Wright stuff in general from that period of time. Yeah. Like this and then those those three British comedies with the with Simon Pegg right. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the other guy's name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you know, Guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like Hot Fuzz, I think yeah. Hot Fuzz end of the world was it end of the world or at world's end or s- no end of the world
1: sure whatever yes. the, the world's ending yep
0: <laughs> yeah that one Pub and Carl? then uh uh Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Dead yep I think they're all very much in that same vein got it like this is clearly made by someone who clearly cares about the source text yeah and clearly it, it, the way they're like referencing these other movies the way they're se- kind of pulling in these other genres mm-hmm. at the same time as uh one second
2: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry about that. Oh, um, at the same, it just it feels like it's that same sort of vein, right? That same sort of like, yeah. Like we're we're both respecting the source text, and that's why we're so good at making fun of it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, th- I, I one day I was on Twitter, saw James Gunn, uh, tweeted like, I don't know, I think he was like reply tweeting or something. If that's a thing you can do. Someone who's like, post four pictures of your favorite movies without context. And one of the pictures James Gunn posted was a screenshot of Kung Fu
0: Hustle. Oh, yeah.
1: So, potentially one of James Gunn's favorite movies. And I was like, you know, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that works. I think, yeah. Um, Well, because, yeah, if you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, or I haven't seen a Suicide Squad, but it sounds like it's the same kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to be—they, they like, inhabit a certain headspace that sometimes yeah. I have a hard time getting into as someone who's grown up, I don't know, watching a lot of, like, very self-serious movies. That's how a lot of things are, now. very self-serious. Yeah. And it's nice knowing that films can be fun.
0: Yeah. So, I guess that's sort of it. I guess, do you— have any other kinds of thoughts on Kung Fu Hustle? Any other kinds of thoughts on, on in general, Christian? I don't thanks.
1: So Michael, what you got for me? what you got? What, how would you wrap this up in a nice tight little bow, Michael?
0: I mean, obviously this is like, I think it's worth remembering that this is just a, a kind of introductory list that is in no way. I don't even think it's like the best introductory list. I think it's just a bunch of good movies slash other movies that came from Hong Kong that people know. Sure. Sure. Um, I guess I'm curious. uh, What's your? Do you have a favorite?
1: Do I have a favorite? Oof, oof! Putting me on the spot here, Michael. My Mm. goodness. I don't know. There wasn't like it was hard because there wasn't one where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is phenomenal." Love this movie. Going to watch it every single time. Going to watch it again and again and again. Mm. You're putting me on the spot, Michael. I don't know. I feel like I would probably watch drunken master again the soonest okay okay I, I think i might be in that boat michael that or given the um enhanced context you've given me uh maybe crouching tiger and um hard-boiled again okay okay you got a favorite michael you said a couple of these were your favorite movies of all time
0: yeah in the mood for love is one of my favorite movies of yes. all yes so kung fu hustle kung fu hustle is probably the one that that heck yeah <laughs> Means the most to me is a movie. Aww. but But, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I remember watching that with, like, friends in high school and stuff and them just freaking out when the, the mm. one villain, the one bad guy, yeah. uh, Master, puffs out his throat <laughs> like a frog. Um, but I think, like, I- I'm curious then. Do you think you're going to – are there any other next steps then? Do you think you're going to be like, huh, I liked Drunken Master. I'm going to watch this t- sequel or – Maybe this will be my excuse to watch Police Story. Oh, I've never heard of Police Story. <clears throat> it's one of the big Jackie Chan ones. Oh, interesting. Coincidentally about a cop. A lot of these movies seem like they're about cops. <laughs>
1: oh, that's right. That's one thing I was going to ask you, Michael, because with um, Hard Boiled and uh, Infernal Affairs, there's they seem to treat cops very differently from what I understand Western media seems to treat cops, where I don't... It seems like in a lot of, at least, conventional U.S. media, like police are very respected or revered. It's a very revered position. But in, I mean, we only saw the two movies, but in those it seemed like it was a little more loosey-goosey. Like, apparently, these cops are human people, and sometimes they just, you know, gun a bunch of people down. Usually yeah. it's for good,
0: but they'll do it. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know about that, because I feel like... At this point, we've gotten the, the Dirty Cop stuff in the West as well. I mean, this is... Yeah. I mean, Dirty Harry came out in, what, the 70s? Oh, uh, is, is came he a cop? 70s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a, okay. Uh, Shaft was definitely oh, a cop. you're damn right. <laughs> and we watched Shaft for this. mm mm-hmm. so. You're right, We you <clears throat> did. I think the U.S. started treating cops a little, uh, on film at least, as, as a little more morally gray around the film noir era. Got it. Um, So I think it's not like something new. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that a lot of the big movies like to make police officers out to be the heroes, and and it's still worth noting that in these movies, you know, you still have the good guys that are cops. Like they're still sure. treated as the not only the good guys but heroic. Yuck. Um, Like ch- both Tony Lung and Chow Yun Fat's characters in Hardboiled yep. are are they're taking bullets and still going forward. They're literally saving babies. Mm. Um, Sigma and male. Infernal Affairs, you have the, the, the undercover cop and he's still treated as like a guy who's given up a lot to try to stop this, this thing. Yeah. Like these, these bad guys and yep. the bad guys are always treated as worse. Right. Too. And right. I think that's worth noting as well. Totally. Good points. Um, so yeah, for
1: next movies, my, you recommended less caution.
0: I did recommend Less Caution if you want another Ang Lee movie. You turn
1: me on to that one. Um,
0: obviously, there's also, like, Brokeback Mountain, Life of Pi. This movies, bigger mm. Western stuff that's got an audience. Gemini Man is is there if you want to see someone kind of make a not-good movie but with an interesting idea. Dude,
1: I want to see Will Smith fight Will Smith.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no slaps, unfortunately, no slaps. or fortunately. <sighs> Crap. Uh, but, uh... No, it's... it's, it's it's whatever. Um, for me, what I think, like, coming away from this, is, I, I kind of really want to rewatch Kung Fu Hustle again because it's been a while. I mm. really, genuinely love that movie. Um, and, like, talking about it, I really want to go... I have never actually seen the sequel or the prequel to In the Mood for Love. Oh. Because to me, these this is, like, a movie that probably shouldn't have an expanded universe. Right. But right. I'm very curious to what that's like. And at the same time, I really want to go back and start watching some of the old Jackie Chan movies I haven't seen in a a while. So yeah, like the Leaf story, Legend of the Drunken Master, which is the sequel to Drunken Master. Or like, I don't know, just seeing what else is there that maybe I missed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the closest or the... Prior to this conversation the ones that I guess piqued my interest the most were those 3 Ip Man sequels if only because I feel like every time I've opened Netflix for the past 10 years I've seen Ip Man somewhere on that feed and they're always feeding it to me for some reason. Yeah. It's almost like fate.
0: They really want you to watch Ip Man and the Ip Man sequels there Christian.
1: I don't know why. I don't I it also fascinates me though. I feel personally invested in the story of this man that I don't actually know his personal story for. I'm just really curious how far they go in those directions for these sequels. And also the Donnie Yen choreography is pretty great.
0: Yeah, I guess that's like, I'm hoping from what I've heard, there aren't any kind of like fights as high as the, that, that Donnie Mm. Yen versus 10, Donnie Yen's Man versus 10 Japanese black belts fight was. Dang it. But, um... I do want to go and see the rest of the Ip Man series. Yeah. Cuz I did re- this was like this was the second time I'd seen the movie like the first oh, Ip Man sure. movie and I was like I enjoyed it. Like I I came away knowing that there were faults with this movie. Yeah. Um and stuff that wasn't as good, but I had it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, it and is. And I kind of enjoy Donnie Yen's Ip Man cuz even if there's like you don't get that much of that development, I feel like Donnie Yen as while portraying him mm-hmm. is just so aggressively likable. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally.
0: <clears throat> and then just he's able to throw in that, that very physical side of, of of fighting into it as well. And it's, it's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fun movie. Watching it, it was funny because I was like, I've seen this guy before. Rogue One, a Star Wars story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he is in Rogue One. I, <laughs> yes, he is in Rogue One. I completely forgot mm. that about that. Yeah, he's the, the, the one with the Force. Yes, the Force is blind... Yeah, Force Man. The, yeah. Uh, and he was likable there, too, even if there wasn't, like, an actual character right. moment to really... He's got the bow around. staff, Michael. He does. He <laughs> does. Um, you been watching anything else there, Christian? Oh, you know,
1: yeah, I'm always watching. So I heard through the grapevine. Sonic 2 Enjoyable!
0: Exclamation point. Uh, Sonic Joy Enchubal question mark? Sonic the Hedgehog two question mark enjoyable uh, question mark um did you have any plans to see this thing hit me what you got lay it on me Michael uh, I liked it yes I yeah it's like it's not perfect obviously it's a movie for kids but like well so was the I don't first know if movie was, <clears throat> so was the first movie and I actually kind of liked the first movie too. <gasps> Um, obviously, there's flossing. I know, if, in case you missed what? it from the first one, flossing is back. Eggman flosses for a bit. <laughs> oh, um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting to me, because we live in this, the, we live in franchise world, right? Sure. We live in, we live in all the big movies are franchise movies, Morbius, hashtag Morbius sweep. Um, of course. Sonic is obviously that as well. Yes. But, it's just like, it's interesting to me how weirdly sincere these movies are especially Aww. given sort of Sonic the Hedgehog as a, <laughs> a, a a product because so much of that is just like a boardroom deciding what is cool yeah and then he's making stupid quips that aren't <laughs> clever but they're kind of funny like throughout all of these at least the modern Sonic games yeah but with the movies you have this like very sweet story that where you have this human guy who's framed as Sonic's father figure, uh, yeah. And then Sonic also wrestling with sort of being alone because he's the only supernatural blue animal on Earth at this point. Um, and it's like these there are these it's like this genuinely affecting character, oh, like character story. At the same time that it's this goofy, over the top, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog bullshit. Of course. Like, like there's the chaos emeralds are here. Yes. Um, They're back. Uh, Knuckles shows up. Yeah. Because of course he does. Knuckles the echidna.
1: Right. There's Knuckles and Tails.
0: Is that right? Yeah. How do they, how do they they juggle all that? Is that handled good? It's handled mostly fine. Tail, the tail stuff is weird to me because Tails appears and then you only get a little bit of a backstory about Tails and it doesn't, we're like, Tails was made fun of for having two tails. So then Tails saw Sonic, who was also a weirdo, beat Eggman and thought he needed to help when he found out that Eggman was coming back. Wait, so Tails is on Earth? No, Tails is watching this from space. (laughs) Which is, that's, yeah, so like the setup there is weird. Um, I think it's okay to kind of, because like the actual Sonic series makes no sense, so it's fine to. The movies don't make much sense. That's great. Um, Do we see
1: Owl Land with all the echidnas again, where Baby Sonic came from?
0: Kind of. Okay. You don't go back to it. There's flashbacks. Knuckles has flashbacks as well to it. Got it. Because Knuckles is also kind of portrayed as an orphan character. Um, Interesting. And that's sort of, it also leads to sort of like a genuine like character character stuff happening like genuine development like knuckles has to overcome this and realizes sonic also has that same background and there's some there's some stuff that happens but like it's like affecting in a way and i mean you see these things like it's, it's not like deep it's about as deep as any marvel movie but what stood out to me was sort of like how much it let these moments matter wow like how much they they let sonic and knuckles talk to each other and have a serious conversation about who they are, kind of thing, like that kind of thing. And, and it, granted, again, this is a kids' movie, but like you don't have this these weird moments of like, here they are, they 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 talk to each other, and then Sonic makes a joke about chili dogs or right. something, or 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 uh, I guess the Marvel equivalent, like the you don't have the cape wipe the wipe, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Strange's face or anything yeah. like that. Like it, it lets you. Have these moments of very like of sincerity before going into the goofy nonsense Sonic stuff, where he's the really fast rodent who likes chili dogs, <laughs> which comes <laughs> up more than once. And um, <coughs> Jim Carrey is, as Eggman is still fun. Oh, good, good, good. I think he's a little toned down this time around, or maybe he's a little toned up, and we just don't see him as much. Oh, but he's still fun. He's still like the the performance of this movie. Um, <laughs> some of the CGI is not great, but oh well. Questions. It was fun. Questions. Yeah. How is Idris Elba's Knuckles? Oh my God. It's, it's a little confused. I don't think he's, it's a, I don't think it's good acting necessarily, um, sure. but it's, it's fun okay. at, to an extent, yeah. especially after he kind of, they kind of a, like whittle away at this Knuckles being the bad guy image yeah. and let him be a little more like, Knuckles is confused kind of thing okay. or, or show emotions that aren't just being angry or intended on finding the big emerald. Right. Um, so it's not like a great performance, but it works. Okay. Good. Good. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, ben uh, Schwartz's Sonic is very good ooh. for what that's worth. Like I wasn't expecting uh, for a character who has like no depth in the video games. Yeah. Like it's it's he does really well with him here I think, and that's what's sort of weird to me is is how in general this movie seems like a pretty it seems like they adapted something like Sonic the Hedgehog really well into a coherent yeah film universe which is kind of crazy to think about because dang the Sonic series isn't exactly coherent jeez <clears throat> is this grounds for best video game movie. Uh, I mean, what what else? What are the contenders? Not many. It beats Warcraft. Yeah, it beats Warcraft. There, Chris. Dang, Sorry. dude. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen Assassin's Creed? I no. don't know if it competes with Creed. I haven't seen Assassin's Creed either. I don't want to. I don't feel like it's worth watching. Um, maybe this Chris Pratt helmed <gasps> Mario.
1: Let's do this. Illumination hasn't let you down <laughs> yeah. yet.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any plans on seeing this? I know you watched it the first one. Right I did.
1: Yeah, I'll probably catch it one, it on one of podcast. these days. Yeah, I'll catch it. Another question. Do they have uh, post-credits or pre-credits stinger to lead into a sequel like the first movie? They do. Okay.
0: It's exactly what... You, if you, there was any kind of post credit stinger you could think of, sure. it's that. Okay. All right. Got it. Locked it in. Uh, I'm assuming... I don't want to... I'm not going to spoil Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for these our, our our proud listeners. Thank but, you our poor virgin ears. But uh there's a post-credits scene. It is the exact post-credits scene that mm-hmm. anyone who, who who has played a modern Sonic game mm. could could guess, could assume.
1: Okay, so. really excited to see Blaze finally showing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: uh another
1: question. Finally Amy on the silver screen. <laughs> Another question. Opening mm-hmm. Sega
0: screen. Same one yeah. as Sonic One? Uh kind of. It doesn't say Sega film. I think the first I think the Sega one had like the first one had like Sega movies or something. Yeah. All as one. But you do have the Sega opening and you have these other games plugged in there. Yes. Um <clears throat> notably for me, there was a Valkyria Chronicles Ooh. and there was a Yakuza. <laughs> so there is talk of a Yakuza movie being made. <laughs> really?
1: Another one? Yes.
0: like an a- Yes, like another adaptation of a Yakuza movie it would be totally distinct from the, the, the one that you and I watched recently, previously.
1: Fascinating.
0: You think any of these will come to fruition, Michael? You think we'll have Sega movies that aren't just Sonic? I think is going to
1: happen. Ooh. I think
0: Like a Dragon, being as popular as it is, is guaranteed that there will be a Yakuza movie.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> um, I don't... <laughs> They have, they, like, Valkyria Chronicles is front and center mm-hmm. in this thing. I don't see how that becomes a movie, but it would be hilarious if it does.
1: Make it happen, Hollywood.
0: Yeah. Uh, Moy oink. Baking bread, but then war were declared. War. And and mm. muy oink. Moy oink. Uh, I have no idea what that would look like as a movie. Who knows? I'd watch it. Yeah. Probably watch it. Did you say, Michael, you
1: also saw an anime movie in theaters in the U.S.?
0: I did. I saw Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. How is that even possible? prequel to another anime series. Uh, I think Demon Slayer was. Sure. There's a Demon Slayer movie. All these things are always released theatrically in Japan. Um, It came to the U.S. at a time when there wasn't a whole lot of other things happening in theaters, so it was popular. Uh, I think uh, anime in general is just becoming more popular in the U.S. Mm. So now that we're Yeah. Actually, probably a big part of it is is sort of making that easily accessible. So Dang. it's not just like people ripping stuff off of torrent sites. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> so I think that kind of set the stage. So now we had this other big movie. We had this other prequel movie from a series that that is gaining that is kind of popular in the U.S. They put it in theaters. Yeah, as and good as Demon, is kind of, as Demon Hunter. Uh, as Demon Hunter. I haven't seen the Demon Slayer movie there, Christian, but. Uh-oh. I enjoyed the Jujutsu Kaisen movie enough, I guess. Good. Good, good. I don't think I think I'm kind of tired with anime as a form. What? Gonna be honest here. Michael, I think it's such it's it's trope heavy in a way that's no longer fun. You haven't no reached longer... your
1: 2000 hour quota for the year, Michael.
0: You got to get <clears> back in I'll here. go back. I'll go back to the One Piece minds don't hurt me daddy. Um, Thank you. What about you? I saw, I, have seen you post in here and there about movie films. Sure. I watched uh, Shawshank Redemption for the
1: first time. You ever seen the Shawshank Redemption? I actually haven't. Of, uh, no. what's that song? Uh, guns don't kill people. <coughs> I kill people yeah. with guns. <laughs> it's like the Shawshank Redemption. They're really good. It's really good.
0: Uh, old people burning. Old exactly. People burning. Yes. Yeah. why do I know with that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never actually seen Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's, I've never really wanted to. Right.
1: Right. Neither have I because of that departed problem like I mentioned where there's all this pressure. It's like one of the greatest movies of all time. You have to see it. So good, phenomenal, amazing. And I was I was pretty pleasantly surprised cuz I guess I was expecting not to like it. And I think it's yeah. also long. Mm. And I think we watched we watched one half at one day and then the second half the next day. Definitely helped. But it's, like, really accessible, which I liked. I mean, it probably explains yeah. why it's so popular. You know, I've got m- my my in-laws really like it. They're always like, oh, what a great movie. Morgan Freeman. Wow. Yeah. And it, it definitely helps it. It's a very accessible movie. Despite the fact that they're flinging F-bombs and they're talking about, like, finances and stuff, it was my, my underdeveloped 20-something-year-old brain was still able to understand what was going on, which definitely yeah. helped and helped me digest it and get into it. Even if, I don't know, like, it's not, just thematically, it's not, like, this crazy, insane thing. And there's also, like, uh, it's about a guy who goes to jail for murdering his wife, but we don't see, like, the act of the murdering of his wife. Yeah. But over the course of the film, they still, like, heavily imply that whether or, or he did or did not murder his wife, the answer to that question, they heavily imply it. And that was a little disappointing to me because, I don't know, it's, it feels like they're kind of utter, undercutting some of that good stuff that they had going on with the film, some of the ambiguity, mm-hmm. right? So it's very digestible in the sense that it's not super-duper ambiguous. Okay, But I guess, you know, it's, uh, prisons suck, and there's, there's some of that in there. It was a good time. Maybe not okay. three and a half hours of a good time. I don't think it's that. It's long.
0: three no, and a half hours. There's no
1: way I wouldn't have watched it okay. if it was. I don't think. Okay. How long is it? Michael? Let me see. 1994 film. The Shawshank, Shawshank. Redemption.
0: More like the Shaw Lane Redemption. I'm joking. I've never seen the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I, don't. I feel like the nineties are such a weird time for movies and I've, uh,
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 The Stephen King <clears throat> novel. That was a Stephen King book.
0: It was. Yeah. I get it mixed up with the other. I get it mixed up with the other uh, Stephen King book set in a prison. I think.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Is it what is it? Green Mile.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Yep. 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 Yeah, (coughs) Shawshank Redemption doesn't have any fantastical Mm. stuff in it, which also makes it interesting for being a Stephen King thing. Yeah, it's only it's under two and a half hours, so there you go. Okay, under two and a half hours.
0: You got that going for you. Gotcha. Uh, anything else? I know you've been going to the theater a couple of times. Yeah, I watched
1: Uncharted. It sucked. Watched that Morbius. Blows. It also sucked. What that are you blows. supposed to do these days, Michael?
0: Uh, does I'm curious. Does Morbius feel like a special kind of suck that we're going to be talking about it? Or are we just all going to kind of forget that Morbius exists? I
1: don't know. That's my problem. I don't watch enough movies, so I don't know if it's special or not. It didn't feel special. The weird thing for me was, I guess... I I went into this movie a little earlier than most showings because I went on $5 movie Tuesday to try and spend as little money as possible to watch Morbius. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a 4.45 p.m. showing, I think it was. So when I got out, it was still light out, which is weird. That's not what yeah. I'm used to because I usually watch these movies like the Thursday night they release or whatever, and I'm getting out at 10 p.m. and it's dark, and then I got to drive the rest of the way home in the darkness contemplating my existence. This movie, I didn't have to do that, but it also (laughs) felt like it went by really fast.
0: Okay. I don't
1: know. Now I got to look up how long Morbius is. How long do you think Morbius is, if you had to guess, Michael?
0: Mm, Hour 45.
1: Hour 45. I think you're probably right. Yeah, hour 45. There you go. So that's not too long. It still felt like it went by really fast for me. And I think that's because I spent the whole movie waiting for something interesting to happen. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think anything
1: interesting happened. Oh no! Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay, okay, we're we're gonna get to something now, right? And then I was like, wait, is this is this the final sequence? Is this the end of the movie? And then, and then, cut to title card, and the movie's over. And a couple of people laughed at the ending title card, which was kind of funny <laughs> in the theater.
0: <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, um, it was pretty great. Does it? Do you have any like? Any kind of like personal interest in the the, I I guess in this this sort of whatever Sony is doing with Morbius, does it feel like? I don't know. It's not Marvel anymore. Is it's not? Yeah. It is, but it isn't Marvel, right? Does it feel like there's? I guess. Do you have any interest in that kind of stuff? Does this scratch any kind of itches with that, or for me, no. But I'm also weird that this is a part of that.
1: Yeah, it feels very forced. In the post credit okay. stuff very very forced very confusing doesn't really make sense and i haven't watched like 15 of the marvel movies or any of the marvel shows so i'm not up on everything but i saw the new spider-man so mm-hmm. oh i'm aware of what they're trafficking in here and i don't i don't understand it i don't know how anyone else is should be understanding it because i think if anyone does understand it they're going to understand that the post credit scene probably means nothing just like uh venom was like a wet fart of a thing it's just Mm -hmm. such a weird weird place that sony is in putting out these movies i think i saw venom 2 in theaters also Mm -hmm. it was fine i don't know this movie obviously worse not very interesting at all I, but there's, there's fun villain stuff. There's, they, they go kooky with the villain, which is fun. Okay. I like kooky because the rest of it's just so serious. Like the Venom movies, I'm just like, oh, I already know what I'm going to get. And it's like, I don't know, like this weird watered down PG-13, but they're doing this really dark, like we're going to focus on the villain stuff. And Morbius is like super weird because it also has those like we're going to focus on the villain vibes.
0: But he's a good guy. Yeah, but, I mean, Venom has that same thing, Yeah, right, right, right. It's right. like, a man-eater or something. Yeah. He kills people. But it's just a romantic comedy. Between, him, <laughs> between Venom and, right. and Eddie Brock, and then they stop a bad guy, like, a, a an evil Bezos type or something. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's just so frustrating. Like, do something different and interesting instead of just another cookie-cutter superhero movie with, like, a supervillain so that the Hot Topic crowd will show up. I don't understand it. Topic.
0: Wrong. I don't get it. uh No, I don't get it either. I don't.
1: Also, the the trailer and like the finished product of the movie is hilarious because uh, the the stuff in the trailer was the only stuff that had me like mildly interested in what was happening <laughs> with the movie. And then uh there was Scuttlebutt leading up to it that all of that stuff wasn't in the movie. Any of the MCU connections. That's the stuff yeah. that I thought might be somewhat interesting because he says, like, I'm Venom or something at one point. So I was like, okay, okay, interesting. And then there's, like, Spider-Man graffiti behind there, and Michael Keaton is in the trailer. Michael Keaton is not in the regular runtime of this entire movie. There is no Spider-Man graffiti.
0: He's in the post-credits, right? Yes, he is. And it's, like, heavily implied it's Michael Keaton from the... Exactly, yes. It is the
1: same character. But he's in a different universe now where Spider-Man isn't. But he's like, let's get this Peter Parker. But it's like, how? There's no Peter Parker here. I don't understand. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? They're in a different universe, Michael. The Morbius, Venom, and now Michael Keaton universe. We don't know if there's a Spider-Man
0: there. But they're going to get this Peter Parker? I don't know. That uh, beats me. What's what's okay. what's the deal? I don't know. I don't. I feel like I can't. I'm not the best person to speak to this because I'm so I'm so burned out on on these sure. things. But just it feels like, and I felt I always kind of felt that it was going to be this way. Once you get you hit the the multiverse stuff, that yeah, it's just going to be. Like, not only is this going to be the period of burnout, this is also going to be the period where nothing makes sense anymore and not in a way that's at all right. interesting or fun, but in a way that totally wipes away stakes. Yeah. Like, narrative stakes and totally wipes away anything. Sure. Like, it just, it, it feels like it's just going to be a bunch of, if the Marvel Universe was bad with cameos before, mm-hmm. like, this just feels like this is going to be that, but so much worse. And it seems like it's going to be that, but so much worse. Yeah. <clears throat> and that we're back to also making bad one off movies that are just meant to be introductions for characters for a bigger movie some other <laughs> point at some right, other point. Right. Which feels like a ridiculous waste of both money and then cinema space.
1: Yeah. Just insane. Like the, like, the post-credit scene for Morbius also, you you can pretty you can tell that they just filmed Jared Leto saying some lines. And then splice them into Michael Keaton saying some lines, and then they're like, "All right, job done. That We're good.
0: Sucks. Ship it." How much of it is? How much of this is like blue screen or green screen stuff? Oh, probably a lot of it, Does it is it noticeable? There's <clears throat> there's stuff like that's physical.
1: He's like walking around a lab, and he's got a chamber of bats, <clears throat> and the soundtrack sounds like a Dark Knight soundtrack.
0: Yeah, it goes like, "Brrrrrr." That's funny. Okay. It's just it feels so much, like I don't know. Have you seen any of these like clips going around from like the the Spider Man movie and stuff of like weird cutting into blue screen? Ooh, things, I have like, it. Like very like aggressively, like very obviously, we're not on a set yeah. anywhere or a stage anywhere. This yeah. is we're we're photo we're editing this one actor into totally. a a screen. Yes, lots. of I don't that. get how. You have a company that's worth this much money, pumping this much, kind of like, this many resources into a movie franchise, and that it still looks like (laughs) garbage. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Here's an actor
1: standing and talking in a tube, who's definitely here with the other characters.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a lot of that. Is Morbius, like, bluntly that as well, or... Good question. So Disguise. It
1: wasn't as overtly apparent to me as the new Spider-Man movie was, but <laughs> the new Spider-Man also had a lot more, like probably highly paid actors. So,
0: yeah, I yeah. don't know how was how was Jared Leto. Good question. I don't,
1: I don't like what they did with his character. It's, okay, I thought he was. Of- I don't know. He's fine. He's just so hard to pin down because he's. He's a sick dude. He's sick and he wants to find a cure for his sickness and also one of his fellow orphans' sicknesses, who's like his brother. So, you know, like selfless, very generous, wants to help (laughs) his friend. But then, like, he looks, like, mangled and nasty after that. Like, he's all pale, and he's, like, risking life and limb to find this cure by extracting blood from bats. And he's, like, skirting under the radar in order to try and find this cure, which makes him seem skeevy, you know? He's willing to not play by the rules to get what he wants. And there's, like, a scene of him injecting stuff into a sick little girl. Okay. And... The, given what happens directly beforehand, which is him testing out his life serum on a rat to see if it'll work, like his bat blood or whatever, and then cut to the scene of him injecting this sick girl with a sedative, I think. I think it's supposed to be a sedative, but Mm -hmm. given the context of the film, I thought that he was using her as a test subject for his bat DNA, and I was like, whoa, this dude's really screwed up if he's injecting this 10-year-old girl with bat dna stuff that he knows kills rats that he's tried it on before so that's really weird and then he goes into international waters to inject himself with this bat dna after it resurrects a rat he's like all right we're good so he's like completely skirting underneath all of the hospital people still kind of those skeevy vibes and then he turns into morbius and kills a bunch of people and i'm like all right this dude is bad but then he turns back into human And then he's like, oh, no, I killed those people. What is wrong with me? But then he's also, like, really strong now and looking at himself in the mirror. And he's like, oh, oh, nice. I can walk now. Yes. yeah." It's just like they're – I think they're trying to play him like he's a good guy. But they keep Mm. on playing him like he's a bad guy. Okay. And it doesn't make sense. And, like, his friend, his friend gets the cure and then – he turns into bad vampire and he's like, yeah, I like being a bad guy. Morbius is like, mm, you shouldn't be a bad guy. You shouldn't take the serum. It turns you into a bad guy.
0: So like, what's the point of these movies where they're uh-huh. money where it's like, okay. Yeah. Money. Yeah. I guess it's just, it seems like weird to me because isn't the whole point that these are like super villain movies, yeah. but they're just being, like they're just more like anti heroes and not even that, It's yeah. not like they're I don't know villainous, yeah,
1: not really that's that's it confused me about Morbius, but I guess Jared Leto himself is <clears throat> he's fine, okay. okay, he says the lines, I don't think he messed yeah. any of them up, good job, oh cool, 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 you know, he peed in character, right
0: <laughs> uh, oh no, i just i I, I feel like there's this. I don't know. Jared Leto as an actor is such a fascinating thing because he's so bad at wanting to be <laughs> something that's so good <laughs> or that he thinks is so good. I yeah, don't
1: know. That method acting thing, ugh, hearing about yeah. it just makes my skin crawl. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel like it would be extremely awkward.
0: Yeah. Like, just imagine having to share a set with, with him and he's just being a vampire like, uh, I'd pay yeah, like, money oh, not to would... be there uh, yeah. get me away <laughs> it's just it feels weird I don't know Like he he as an actor is so weird he has such a weird screen presence and it's never like it always seems like it's a strange character yeah and, but never like in a way that's good
1: yeah how does that guy accept roles I don't know what does know. he tell his agent
0: I don't know it feels like a reverse Nicholas case. <laughs> <laughs> sure but um, anyway, anything else? Anything I think that's, her that's,
1: that's all I got, Michael. What are you watching? You got some TV? You, you like watching no. TV stuff? Anime?
0: Not movies. Not a big TV guy. You got uh, movies you're looking movies, forward to? Sure. Uh, I'm going to try to get into everything, everywhere, all at once Ooh, at some point. Ooh, she's got the googly uh, eye. Yeah, she does have the googly eye. I heard it's fantastic. I'm just excited. I like Michelle Yeoh as an actor. I didn't really care if a Swiss Army man, but oh, I've heard right. amazing things Same about director. this movie. Yeah, I but I've heard that. amazing things about this movie, and I'm excited to 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 see it. I kind of want to see Ambulance. Ooh, Emphasis that's right, La Lance. Um, I don't like. I don't really like Michael Bay, but I like the idea of these like mid-budget nonsense machines. Yes, or just like I, I just want to see more of these kinds of movies, and it seems like Ambulance is maybe better than some of his other stuff, and it'd be kind of cool to. I don't know, it just feels like a nice contrast to this, this weird, oversaturated Marvel market. Yeah. Or Disney market to have this, like, gritty thriller by the guy who likes blowing stuff up and then filming it with drones. Of course. Um, there was some other stuff. I'm excited for The Northmen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This uh, Eggers' is
1: Yeah, Eggers. Thing. That's right. There seems Every... to be a bigger budget behind that than his typical <clears throat> stuff. Is that true?
0: Yeah, they gave him money to make a Viking Revenge thriller and everyone uh, like all the, the the critics conversation around it seems to be that it is the the lighthouse guy making a Viking Revenge movie. Interesting. But is like as like mesmerizing and unsettling and weird at the same really? time as being this like seemingly conventional film and is being marketed as like a very conventional film. Really, you know, like it's—it it's, just looks like it's being marketed as like a pretty normal revenge movie with a few little weird shots of like magical stuff happening,
1: right? So yeah, I wasn't <clears throat> sure. I don't. I I'm not very familiar, but it struck me as something like InuRitu, where he did The Revenant, where you've got mm-hmm. you know revenge story, dude beating people up, really good yeah. cinematography, pretty movie, Leonardo DiCaprio wants to kill people or kill guy yeah. you know very simple dynamics but there's a lot of heady stuff going on for the people who want to sit there and think about it i guess who's who was like fresh off a of Birdman, which seems like a lot more inaccessible maybe yeah which is like egger's stuff definitely doesn't seem accessible to my parents i'm not going to go to my parents and sit down and watch you know <laughs> one of egger's previous stuff
0: you don't want to show them the witch, right? Right. With two V. Even
1: I'm scared of watching that movie. And have you, have you seen the witch? No, I haven't.
0: Is have it you good? Seen the
1: lighthouse. Lighthouse. I have.
0: Okay, I like the witch, but I prefer the lighthouse. But, really? Uh, the witch is way more grounded. Interesting. Way less. Less. No. No fart jokes or, or masturbating into a. Oh, a it! A, a lighthouse lens.
1: Um, now I don't need to watch the witch. But yeah, th- th- it seems like it's got a bigger budget behind it in the sense like there's a poster for it in our theater. And when I, when we <laughs> were going to watch Morbius, with, when I was watching Morbius with my little brother, he pointed at the Northman and he's like, oh, what's that movie? And I'm like, you are not the person who I would sit down and watch The Lighthouse with. <laughs> but I mean, I'll yeah. go for it, I guess.
0: I think there's going to be a group of, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be writing not good reviews on, on like rotten tomatoes or something Ooh. who are just going to be like i didn't know what to expect but it wasn't this yes sort of...
1: i'm so I ready for that above 80 percent critic score and below 50
0: percent viewers score sign me up uh yeah so anyway those are kind of what i'm excited for There's. it looks like there's been some other stuff too but yep. what about you christian any big as we as we wind down here hmm.
1: I just watch what comes out sometimes. I don't know. Doctor oh, Strange okay. 2, you excited for Multiverse of Madness? I'm going to have to watch it regardless because I'm my little brother's Marvel buddy now.
0: Oh, okay. I am excited, I guess, maybe, maybe in as much as I'd like to see what Sam Raimi does, but I feel like yes. at this point I'm so tired of the, the CGI sludge that I don't know.
1: I am very nervous, yes, because I, I think I watched Spider Man 1 and 2 recently, and it's like, yeah. oh, Sam Raimi, you genius. Yeah. And then. And then, yeah, him, the trailers make me a little nervous because it just looks like a Marvel movie. And Sam Raimi's, you know, Spider-Man movies aren't so much just another Marvel movies.
0: No, they've got such a unique character to them. And I guess that's my fear is that I don't know how much control he has as he goes into a Marvel movie. Um, I'm scared. It does seem like there's some slightly more weird things happening, which would be cool. I hope but so.
1: I, I hope it's I, I hope it's more weird than just like, oh, dude, there's Bizarro Doctor Strange from the What If show. Oh. Yeah. And I'm just that stuff is like, "Ugh, I haven't seen What If, and
0: I don't care." Exactly. Ugh. Ugh. Like it already looks like it's also teeing up some stuff from like the TV shows or whatever. And right? it's like I yep. really don't want to have to Ugh, watch strange. 6 you know, Michael, episodes of Loki be... or something.
2: Ugh. <clears throat> I'm tired of it I don't know
0: I'll go because I like I want to see what Sam Raimi does but I also feel like he probably doesn't have as much creative control as I'd want him to and that I don't think it's going to at the end of the day it looks so gloopy and CGI heavy still yeah. without any of that kind of like colorful character that Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 had mm-hmm. so I don't know
1: if you had to put down money right now Michael do mm-hmm. we see the X-Men or any single yellow, singular X-Men brought in Via Doctor Strange 2?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Beautiful. I don't care. Is there going to I don't I don't know. Will we see X-Men's a franchise Homer that should have died anyway. <laughs> will we see a Homer Simpson? Uh Will we see Star Wars? <gasps> oh, Sora's
1: gonna kick through the screen and be like, I'm here yeah <laughs> let's fight is this the
0: real kingdom hearts <laughs> oh no uh
1: <laughs> no oh boy i think yeah. i think if we're gonna see the x-men merger it's gonna happen in doctor strange 2 that's my guess
0: i sure whatever yes i yeah great
1: did you watch the 20 minute youtube video closely analyzing the voice line that could be professor or mr x or whatever his name is professor x did you?
0: No. I'm sure it exists, though. Okay. So. I'm sure it exists, too. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like, what what's the point of watching these movies if it's just going to be for the sake of a cameo? Right. Yeah. Like, what's the, what's, and then at the same time, with the multiverse stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. what why bother at all then? Because they've already shown that there's just like, yeah. with the multiverse, like, we're just going to bring in people from other universes. No one's ever really gone. Yeah. Oh, Everyone's here. Nothing has consequence anymore. Yeah, they're in a weird spot.
1: Marvel is after that. After that second Avengers movie, they've been trying to figure stuff out, and they they seem to have struck struck gold with that Spider-Man movie, courtesy sure. of who's in it.
0: Gold, but yeah, I guess it brought in money. I don't know. It feels it feels so also creatively bankrupt though, and I don't.
1: Yeah, when they came out with that Black Widow movie, that's when I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. What is happening? And then, like, I guess the the multiverse stuff seems like another bellwether where they can, like, try and mine that ore vein and see what they get out of it. But after that, what do they, they got? Are they going to do another Avengers? I think I heard that uh, Guardians 3 is supposedly all the cast's last Marvel movies. That's what they said, I think, somewhere.
0: Hmm. What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't I feel like they're at least I keep thinking that they're going to end soon. That or not end soon, but like that they have to exhaust this at some point. Yeah. Like there there's got to be a breaking point. And I keep thinking it's it has to be now because everything feels so boring. And tired. <laughs> but then what? Spider-Man goes and mm-hmm. breaks a bunch of box office records mm-hmm. or something. So it's like, nope. Mm-hmm. We're stuck with these for another five, ten years at least.
1: Hey. Well, maybe we'll have the chance to watch some more kung fu movies someday can talk about Marvel movies again.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Woo! Shang-Chi. Yeah. Okay. Are we done recording?
1: Uh, Great. Great. Good job. Thanks for listening to Pillows on the Windows. We're done.